0: Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Friday, June 16th. Investors seeking alpha from alternative investments are increasingly looking to Asia Pacific. A new report from industry analyst Prekin shows that Asia Pacific-focused private capital orm has more than doubled since 2018, and the region has overtaken North America as the most active for venture capital. This comes even as investor sentiment has weakened on Greater China, especially for private equity funds focused on these assets. Raised just over nine billion dollars in 2022, a significant slump of 89 percent from near. 86 billion dollars in 2021. However, it may be other markets in the region that get more attention than China in the long term. Asia-Pacific-focused investors currently show increased caution towards China, shifting interest to other markets, which may drive growth in the region pending an economic rebound in China, said Angela Lei, the firm's head of APAC and Valuations Research Insights. Asia-Pacific has become the most active region for venture capital, overtaking North America for the first time since March 2020. By the end of the first quarter of 2023, 46% of VC investors were targeting Asia-Pacific, up from 32% a year earlier. The region is the only major one in which can expects improvement in the long-term investment returns against the previous five-year period. VC deals related to semiconductors, integrated circuits, or electric and hybrid vehicle value chains in Asia-Pacific reached $24 billion dollars in 2022, nearly double that of 2018, and their share of deals have been increasing. Asia-Pacific is also expected to outperform other regions for private debt fundraising, with private debt assets under management already above expectations at $95 billion by the end of Q3 2022. While this is still relatively small, just 6% of the global total, the fast growth is key, up by 28% year-over-year. Year. There's also strength in the region's real estate arm, which grew from $183 billion in 2021 to $209 billion last year. From December 2021 to September 2022, Dry powder grew at a higher rate of 20% compared to 11% for unrealised value. Asia-Pacific's combined private equity and venture capital ORM only represents 5.5% of its total equity market. This is higher than it was five years ago, but is still low in comparison to 7.8% in North America and 6.4% in Europe, suggesting further growth potential. After the BOC announced its latest interest rate decision last week, it was noted that several pieces of evidence suggested inflation would remain elevated. Strong demand for both goods and services, a tight job market and signs of a rebound in the housing market all highlight persistent inflation pressures. The third of these just got worse with the latest stats from the Canadian Real Estate Association. It revealed Thursday that home sales grew by more than 5% between April and May following double-digit growth in the previous month, with a 1.4% increase in activity not seasonally adjusted year-over-year. The MLS home price index climbed 2% month-over-month but was still down almost 9% year-over-year. These figures will add more fuel to the expectation that the BOC will hike again in July, especially if incoming jobs data also confirms a continued tight labour market. With our forecast for economic growth being upgraded, we expect the BOC will hike rates again in July to 5% as it enters this trial and error stage of fine-tuning the policy rate, said TD Economics in a new economic forecast. Of course, part of the reason why home sales picked up in April and May, and to a lesser extent in earlier months too, was the perception that rate hikes were on hold. Future data will reflect how 4.75%, with anticipation of 5%, will impact sales. The way someone's personality affects their financial decision-making should be given a higher priority, new research suggests. Behavioural biases play an important role in how individual clients make their choices about investments, but the international study by Oxford Risk found that this is not always a core part of the advisor client relationship. Almost three-quarters of wealth managers said they believe that emotional decision-making costs clients in terms of investment returns, with almost two-thirds estimating this loss of investable wealth to be an average of more than 100 basis points per year, with 15% believing it could be 200 or more basis points. But among clients, 21% don't agree that their advisor has assessed how their characteristics can drive financial decision-making. Meanwhile, 75% of wealth managers said that it isn't among their key roles to help clients manage their emotions. 21% were neutral and 3% said it was not part of their role at all. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters, plus how to be the most innovative user of wealth tech, family offices to sharpen focus on ESG in the next three years, a report reveals, and spreading the story of financial literacy across indigenous communities. For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.